All right, we are back on Guys Who Law, where we are two millennial lawyers giving you the news of the week, the legal news, the biggest news, whatever it is. And today we got a big episode. First of all, I'm Andrew Icebrook. Hey, Andrew Icebrook. <laughs> I'm Jesse Weber. I guess we should reintroduce ourselves again. You know, I don't want people to get confused. That's not what the podcast is about. We need people to understand who we are at the very beginning. Should we do a disclaimer again? We haven't done that in a while. Oh, yeah. I guess we should do that. What was our disclaimer? <laughs> guys, Don't who, listen to us. Guys, who not law is not liable for anything. And please see the fine print and the blah, blah, blah. Right. This is our opinion? Yeah, this is our opinion. This is just opinion. Do not take it as legal advice or any sort of... Fact, this is just our opinion on certain issues. It's funny I could say this. I'm an attorney, and it's not that I just play one on TV. I can say that. That's true. We, we are real attorneys, though. Yeah. But again, don't listen to anything we're saying. <laughs> so today's episode is Kavanaugh Part 3. We already had two episodes where we talk about Kavanaugh. We had it first when he was nominated by President Trump. Then we had an episode where he was going through his confirmation hearing. We discussed some of that. And also where it, when a bombshell report came out about um, sexual assault accusations about uh, Kavanaugh. And then today, there was even more developments in that the accuser of, just, of Judge Kavanaugh uh, last week was revealed. Her name was revealed. Her name is uh, Christine Blasey Ford. And th- they're planning to have her testify and Kavanaugh testify in front of Congress sometime next week. I can't believe what I'm watching that this is happening in our lifetime. This is historic. I can't believe what I'm looking at. If this happens next week, it will be a defining moment in history. Um, for, I mean, for, 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 I don't know for who, but it will be a defining moment in history. We're, we're living through an administration where basically one potential Supreme Court nominee could be thrown out for sexual assault. Then we have a president who <laughs> may get impeached and thrown in jail. I mean, this is pretty crazy. Who had his own sexual, you know, com- comments that he's made and, yeah. and that sort of thing. As but. a side note, did you see what Stormy Daniels said this week? What did, what did she? She talked about President Trump's. How should I say this? A certain thing. Member. Yes, his member, and <laughs> that it looks like. Um, Toad from Mario Kart. <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's get real. But uh, speaking of Trump, we're also going to be talking about Paul Manafort, his former campaign manager, who was found guilty uh, about a month ago. Yeah, about a month ago out in Virginia, but then just pled guilty to his whole series of charges before he was supposed to have his upcoming trial, his second trial in Washington, D.C. What does that mean for President Trump? I'm going to tell you right now, a lot. And then we're going to close it out with and a last, fun story. Lastly, we for our crazy crime of the week, we have a uh, crime that happened in Massachusetts where uh, police have shut down um, someone who is cracking into ATMs and 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 car th- and engaging in car th- thefts who called himself Willy Wonka. That was his crime name. I've never been so excited to talk about a story in my life. <laughs> the so. Chocolate Man. The Chocolate Man has been arrested. <laughs> oh, man. I, okay, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. I can't wait to get to it. But first, Kavanaugh. So, a lot of updates with Kavanaugh. So we still don't know what's going to happen next week. But basically, Judge Ka- Brett Kavanaugh has been nominated by, pres- by President Trump to the Supreme Court. He's gone through his confirmation hearing, hearings already in front of Congress. Those confirmation hearings are over. Uh, after the confirmation hearings ended, a woman had 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 sent a letter to Senator Feinstein, who is it Feinstein or Feinstein? Feinstein. Feinstein. I don't know actually. Oh. All right, close enough. Um, but the letter basically accused just Judge Kavanaugh of sexual assault when 
when he was in high school. Basically, what it alleged, alleges is during a party, uh, Judge Kavanaugh held uh, um, Christine Blasey Ford down in a room, put, put his hand over her mouth, turned up the music so no one didn't hear, and tr- basically attempted to sexually assault her, and she had, she had escaped. What's crazy about that is when we first talked about him and made fun of his name, we said he's such a bro. Brett, 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 Brett. Like this is, you could just see them egging him on at a fraternity. How crazy is it months later, we're talking about something that is very similar to this whole kind of situation that this guy, when he was a 17-year-old, and if you look at his high school uh, yearbook photo and read the captions in the yearbook passages, it's not the same guy that you see... 53 years old in front of the Senate. Well, that's what tr- what people are trying to use this to say that, yeah, his their behavior, you know, it, it does come from, this, this could come from somewhere where, because a lot of people are coming out defending him and being like, we can never see him acting like this, that sort of thing. But when we spoke about this the other week, we didn't know who the accuser was yet. She still right. wasn't identified. She was anonymous. Now, the, this woman has come forward. Her name is Christine Blasey Ford, and she is willing to testify before Congress on this issue. And so is Kavanaugh. It's amazing because how crazy is it when you have uh, sexual assault accusers, the brave, the how brave they are to come forward in a public forum, let alone a courtroom. But here, this is the biggest. Is this the biggest? No, this can't be the biggest sexual accuser. Well, no, probably. What would be the what would be the biggest sexual assault accuser that we've seen in our lifetime? I don't want to say Monica Lewinsky because that wasn't sexual assault. That was consensual. But the point is she is now as public as can be and she is receiving death threats and there's a whole conversation. Every article is about her and whether she's going to testify. So I don't think this is what she wanted when she initially wrote that letter. I mean, whether she testifies next week is still a big question mark. We don't know if this is actually going to happen, but... I think she probably did want to get to this point when she wrote that letter. She obviously wanted to be it to be public, I would think, in some form or another. I don't think she wanted her name out there. I think she just wanted to give this letter like, hey, listen, when you consider this guy, think about this. Maybe not initially, but I think as she saw like the media discussing what was going on, she you know understood that in order to um, you know show the people that her claim was credible, she would have to come out and identify herself. But didn't Feinstein Feinstein have this letter since July? Yeah, she held on to it for a so while. So it was before the hearings. Yeah, before the hearings. Well, but, yeah, yeah. But his views and people were anti Kavanaugh the minute he was not the minute he was named. Uh, yeah. I mean, regardless, most Democrats were going to be anti Kavanaugh. Yeah. This is is just an you know another level of attacks that they can use. Obviously, it's a pretty serious allegation, but... Very serious. Isn't it ironic that the people who don't like him, one of the biggest reasons is his view on abortion, which is a female-related issue, and yet the thing that would bring him down is a female-related issue. It's not like they're coming out for him for bank fraud or tax evasion or him killing anybody. It's for sexual assault of a woman. I, I, I can't... The irony of that is just so palpable. And what do you think he's thinking now? Do you think he's like, I want to... I wanna speak in front of the general public so that they, they, they can hear what I have to say about this? Or does he, or, or is he like, I don't want to engage in this. I want it to be done with, and I don't want to cause any harm for my family. He has young kids who are going to hear, hear this. I guarantee you he did not think that this would be the situation when whoever approached him first would be a potential Supreme Court justice that this would happen. Because real, realistically, the worst-case scenario— is either he resigns 
or they don't nominate. He, he not resigns, excuse me. He nominate. withdraws his nomination, goes back to being a D.C. Circuit judge, can get impeached, and then is brought up on state charges because this wouldn't be a federal crime. It would be state charges in Maryland, mm. um, right? Because there's no— Sexual assault. Right. There's no statute of limitations on that. And potentially could go to prison. Yeah. Again, that's a lot of ifs. That's the worst case scenario, and that probably won't happen. But did he ever think that this would happen? I don't. I mean, who knows? Who knew what before they went into this hearing? Um, there hasn't been so much evidence that's been brought forward so far in terms of what's come out about this. Um, I think the big issue now is the Republicans are pushing that they want uh, Kavanaugh and. Miss um, Ford to testify next week because they want to push Kavanaugh through, and the Democrats want to hold it back because they want to. They're saying they want to. Uh, they want more time to figure out how this can be a fair hearing, and two, they want to bring this to the FBI first so they can investigate it and go from there. I'm confused with the FBI because didn't the FBI initially investigate him? And what would the FBI do? They're a federal agency. This isn't a federal crime. So the so the FBI basically runs background checks on anybody. Like, uh, if someone wants to become a Supreme Court justice or is nominated, they would run a background check on the person. From my understanding, basically they just added Miss um, Ford's letter to his file. I don't know if they did much investigation beyond that. I also don't know how much investigation... I mean, I'm sure there is some investigation that could be done, but at this point it's, it's years and years later from when it happened. Um, but, yeah, it is, a state, it is a state crime. I don't know how, it, I don't know how that would work. Exactly. And I, how would that hearing work? How would it work? He is there. She's there at the same time. I, I, I don't understand how that works. they be in the same room as each other when this happened? I don't think that would Probably no. not. That would no. probably be one of the conditions by which the attorney said, look, if she's going to testify, he can't be anywhere near her. Yeah, that wouldn't happen. Yeah. But this is weird. Isn't this a he said, she said? I mean, what, what do, do we have? I hear conflicting reports. I don't hear as strong a case um, for one side or the other, do you? Well, from what from what I've heard is the, you know, w- one of the only pieces of corroborating evidence there are right now is that Miss F- Christine Blasey Ford had spoken to her psychiatrist about this. I think in 2012 about what happened. So the, the psychiatrist could technically testify um, to to that conversation if they wanted to bring him in. I don't know Miss if Miss Ford had any other conversations with friends or a doctor or a family right. when it when it actually happened when they were in high school. That would I think in my opinion would be the strongest evidence. But from what I heard in terms of the, the hearings that would happen on Monday, they're not allowing many witnesses to testify besides and besides Kavanaugh and besides Ford. So it would really be only her word against his his word and who comes off as more credible. So I I, I think the Really, really, the big issue, the big thing there is whoever has been prepped better and whoever comes up as more credible is probably going to come away looking like, you know, the one who's telling the truth in the, on, on Monday if this actually goes through. The timing of this couldn't have been more perfect in the sense that we're in the crux of the Me Too movement. This is not happening two years ago, five years ago. This is happening right now at the height of it. So if you put her on, and she's accusing him. There's already been a huge petition, I think, from Julia Louis-Dreyfus, about 500,000 people, maybe I'm just completely wrong, that for people who believe her story. But how do we verify it? I, I mean, I, I here's the thing. This could 100% be true, and he should not get anything. That She should get his comeuppance, and maybe even state charges should be brought against him. Mm. But if it's not true, 
this is the most heightened danger, right? You're having a Supreme Court nominee who's being accused of sexual assault, and if only one person can come forward and she doesn't have anybody to back her up who was at the party and says, I don't remember anything, this is dangerous. I mean, maybe that's why Feinstein kept it to herself in the first place, because there wasn't so much corroborating evidence at the beginning. But honestly, I don't... It's, if people have come out saying their opinion one way or the other. Like, I believe her, I don't believe her, but I don't... I, I, I really can't say one way or the other right now that I, I, I can say for sure or have an opinion about whether it happened or not. There had, there's not enough evidence out there to really form a decision on that. And if there's not enough evidence now, and even after if they both speak and they're at a stalemate, what's going to happen to him? Is he going to get nominated or not? Is he going to get confirmed or not? It's going to be totally about how they come off on, on television. If she comes off as, very, as credible... Trump might withdraw the nomination. You've heard a little bit of him giving interviews yeah. when he said, "If there's a credible truth, I forgot how he said it. Well, we'll have to see what happens." Yeah, he's trying. He's trying to have like a, a backup plan there. Yeah, I mean, he's taking Kavanaugh's side completely. He's like, "I can't. I, I I know this guy's character. I can't see him ever doing something like this." But then he says, "Listen, you know, Monday if she testifies and comes off credible, like we may have to reevaluate this." He basically said that. Yeah, and then he'll have to go back to the list of potential nominees and see who he would want to nominate. But then it would be after the midterm election. Well, I don't know. My my feeling is that if this goes through on Monday and if she comes off as credible, Trump is going to decide by the next day whether he withdraws the nomination. So he can possibly get someone in there it, by the election time. If she comes off as credible and he still doesn't withdraw the nomination, it, what's going to happen to him? What's going to happen to his approval? Because if he, if if she comes off a credible, he withdraws the nomination. Do you think he gets some support from people who didn't, who don't support him in general? And he, if he does not withdraw the nomination, first let's say he does withdraw the nomination after yeah. hearing all this. I would think he would get some support from people that don't like him. Yeah, I mean, but it's more of a political move than uh, you know doing yeah. the right thing. He knows then, he knows that. And then if he doesn't. I mean, what's going to happen? People will be like, okay, well, we expected that. But yeah. from a political side, then, the, she, you know, he might have trouble being confirmed after that. So I would think if he wants to get someone through before midterm elections, he would want to and, – and, and if it seems like he's going to – that Kavanaugh's not going to get through, he's going to want to withdraw him as quickly as possible so he can get a new candidate in there and get them through. Kavanaugh's the only – well, him and this, this woman are the only ones really who know what happened. I mean, yes, there could be witnesses. Maybe there were people well, in the room. Well, his friend. His friend was in the room, too. But but yes, but but at the end of the day, we have an accuser and accused, right? Yeah. He knows what really happened. I, wasn't he the first person to say, hey, I'll come forward and give my story? Almost as if it's like when somebody says a story about you, and he's like, oh, okay, all right, let me explain this. I know what, I know, okay. He knows what happened. Well, the best evidence that he can have, the best defense to to these accusations is to say that he was somewhere else the night, or to, to, to tell someone for sure that he was that he was somewhere else the night that this happened, that he wasn't even there. But uh, Miss Ford hasn't given a date of, 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 of when this happened, so it's hard to say that. But doesn't he, he, I feel like he remembers that exact incident. He knows who she is. He knows what she's talking well, about. Well, unless there this incident ever happened, then I don't know. But uh, yeah. But Miss Ford hasn't given any sort of date in terms of, when this happened exactly, so that defense doesn't come into play. Or would he just come back and be like, I categorically deny this, I have never done this, and not and not be specific. Like, on that night, let me tell you what was happening. Because that was really, my math is terrible, but that was so many years ago. Did Willie actually remember the details? Well, I, I, think, I think if he says something like that, well, let me tell you what actually happened. 
that kind of seems like maybe it's somewhere you know somewhere in the middle like that she's not telling the whole truth he's not telling the whole truth and there's and and, and then this. something's a little shady there I, I think I was doing my keg stand and everybody was screaming Brett 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 and I felt good I my six pack was shown you know I don't think that's I, I have no idea um but I mean part of me is is kind of feels for I mean I, I do feel for Miss Ford if, if this is you know if this is if this is true it's horrible but I think it's it, it's even more concerning that if she some people just have trouble speaking in public and in front of a very large audience and national media, um, that a lot of a lot of the basis of our accusations is going to come is is going to be based off how she comes off to the public, not necessarily oh, the, like the foundation of her claim. Let, let's not even forget the fact that she's receiving death threats. Right. Yeah. Her life is in danger. This is not a uh, laughing scenario, and I don't mean to make light. This is a really really scary position for her. It's also a scary position for Kavanaugh and his family because they've been receiving death threats. This is the one thing that I have an issue with. Mm. Our country is so divided. Does it really need to get into death threats of her and him? Is that really necessary? Have we got to that level? I mean, it's so nasty. I know people want to be a part of something. I know they want to be on one side or the other. They want to say, that's the bad guy or that's the bad guy. This is the good guy. This is the good guy. But to, to have death threats thrown at her? Even if you support Kavanaugh, what, how could you throw death threats at her? Or even if you 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 hate Kavanaugh, death threats against him? Where this is crossing the line? I think at this point, honestly, you know, you, it's hard to support one party or another because you there's not really enough out there to know what happened exactly. Yeah. Um. So when I hear people coming out so strongly of one side, um, saying he did it or he didn't do it. You know, based off what I don't—I really don't know either way where it's going. Maybe we'll hear more when they start testifying, but I don't know. You know what's scary is that you see people who are very affluent in business, very high up uh, people in industry, very renowned figures, who have passed that would shock you. You know, seven. This could very well be true. And he was 17 years old and engaged in sexual assault, and then became almost a Supreme Court justice. Can you imagine if all of this is true and that's what it is? I've seen situations before where people have done shady things and you'd be surprised where they are today. I mean, what some people are saying is that he was in high school, you know? People make mistakes in high school. That's Let so lame. This is sexual assault, basically attempted rape. Yeah. He was, it was attempted rape. Yeah. 17 years old, you're an adult. I mean, you're almost an adult legally. But this, but, this is not like, oh, I... I, I shoplifted in high school and learned my lesson. Yeah. This is you attempted to sexually assault someone. Yeah. That is serious. You should know. That is something that you should clearly know right from wrong when yeah. you're in high school. Any age. Putting his hand on her mouth, well, allegedly putting his hand on her mouth, this is this goes beyond the realm of, of him ever trying to say, hey, we were together. She was my girlfriend. Things got a little fr-. No, this is, that crosses the line. You know right from wrong. You know, why would he put his hand on her mouth unless to shut her up? I mean, it's intuitive right there. He knows what he's and doing is wrong. And turn the music down. Yeah, he knows what he's doing is wrong. So I don't care that idea. Like I've seen studies say uh, when this came out, well, when you're 17, your brain isn't fully developed. And oh, you, if you're under the influence of drugs and alcohol, that's, that's, that, that doesn't work here. Yeah, and, and, and some people, I mean, basically, what you were saying—that that that, they know they were just fooling around, like pinning her down—is not attempted sexual. It's not. It's not sexual assault. Like if you're holding someone down, trying to undress them, putting your mouth over their, putting your hand over their mouth, turning the music down, 
what, what else is, what is sexual assault if that's not sexual assault? I don't, I don't know. Wait, did you turn the music down or up? Oh, sorry, up. He oh. turning the music up. Oh, yeah. I was like, why would well, you put yeah. it down? Yeah. yeah, that doesn't seem right. What's he going to say? What's he going to say? Is he going to say, hey, listen, you know, I don't even want to get graphic here, but is he going to say, hey, listen, we're in the heat of the moment, and she was kind of getting kind of loud, and I didn't want people to know, so that, you know, she interpreted it as one thing when really it was another. You know I, I, mean? I mean, one defense I thought that he might bring up, which I think this is going to complicate things too, and is that he, he, he might say that, we were having rough sex or something like that. That's what I'm. I'm. Th- but he's not. Is the next super potential Supreme Court justice is going to get into a fight over what's rough yeah, sex? Yeah, that's why I don't think that would ever come up. In well, it matters what the definition of is is. <laughs> Isn't that what Clinton said? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, is that what we're going to get to? What rough sex is? And the, I mean, I hope that doesn't even get there. But yeah. I. Uh, and that's why I don't think that's going to come up at all. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. With Yo, do you think they're going to testify on Monday? Maybe not Monday, but it, I think it's going to happen, no? Well, Otherwise, be- what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Is he just going to get nominated? We're not going to – I mean, he's going to get confirmed or we're not going to think about this anymore? Is she going to retract her statement? Is she going – I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think she's going to retract her statement. I don't so, think she's, gonna, she's not going to do that. So won't he have a blemish on his record? I mean, I th- – This yeah. has to get straightened out. I mean, but but, but is testifying before Congress going to really straighten this out? It's more of a performance than a a trial. Are you surprised that she, none of this came to light when he was being confirmed for the D.C. Circuit? But this is matters more because the decisions that he'd make as a Supreme Court justice, and he's more of the public eye now. Like not as many people followed him. I doubt many people at all followed him when he was being confirmed for the D.C. Circuit. Right. This woman might have not known he was a judge until he was nominated for the Supreme Court. Yeah. Oh, so you like now she's like, hey, when she sees him in the news, she's like, oh my gosh, yeah. I know him. Yeah. That could be what it is. I mean, I, I would think so. Like, most people don't follow like, who's being confirmed to the DC Circuit. Yeah. Oh, you don't? <laughs> I, they're on my trading cards. The guys who law do. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know really what's going to happen, but this is a serious issue. This is worse than Anita Hill and uh, oh, that's Thomas. That's what I hate too. And, and listen, I admit, I, I I did this on one of our other podcasts, comparing this to Anita Hill. Anita Hill was sexual harassment, which is horrible, horrible in itself. This is a different crime. This is this is sexual assault. First of all, it's criminal. Sexual and, harassment is civil. It's physical. It's yeah. a physical. It's a physical act. I mean, sexual harassment is horrible, um, and there's way too much of it going on now. Yeah. Um, but this is a criminal, you know, essentially attempted rape. Yeah. Um, you see, like, his girlfriends have been coming out and women that know him. I, I, what is his wife thinking? What is, what is his daughter's thinking? It's not, I mean, it's not a good situation. No. No matter what. All because he, he's probably like, I should have never accepted this. <laughs> I should have went back. I don't, I wonder if he knew this was coming, honestly. Maybe this was something with some tip-off. If he knew this was coming, uh, I think our very own Ron Blitzer on Law and Crime made the point that if he knew this was, he knew that what he did, he might have lied to the FBI and perjured himself, right? And could face, if this is all true, he could face charges related to lying to federal Oh, because he agent. said he had no idea about this before. Yeah. yeah. So if he knew about this. Well, so, so he had testified before the, one of the Republican committee, committees earlier this week, and he was under oath. So basically, right. if it turns out that he, that these allegations are true, he could be charged for perjury as well. Right. I mean, he'd probably have greater things to worry about than the perjury at that point. But right. That you know that would that would that would probably happen. I don't know. 
All right, should we uh, should we write this one? Yeah. Uh, you go first. So I think I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this the I'm gonna give this point one point higher than I did for the last two Kevin up. Okay. I'm gonna go nine flat. I was I'm just gonna give it the same exact thing. Nine flat. This, I this I think is gonna be one of those moments in history that people remember. I agree for a lot of different levels, but I think really, this is we talked about the Me Too movement start. Excuse me. We start. We talked about the Me Too movement starting with Harvey Weinstein. It's now reached the top of the government. Well, it already it already kind of reached President Trump. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But this is now like a whole different era, and I think this is going to affect everything moving forward. Plus, we're talking about the fate of a Supreme Court nominee, who whether he gets on the bench or not, I mean, he could really alter decisions moving forward in the lives of millions and millions and millions of people. So it matters a lot to everyone out there whether he gets confirmed or not. Also, like the public really hasn't seen yet anybody who's been accused of sexual assault, you know, you know anything like sexual harassment, anything like that, being grilled on TV about it, like right. whether it's through, in a trial, hearing, or anything. This is really the first time that someone's been accused of uh, a, a sexual crime, and they are going to be grilled, asked every question possible about it, yeah. in front of everybody. Yeah. I, I think Did it, you it hear has come to a point. Harvey Weinstein came forward and goes, I don't get what the big deal is. Did he really? No. <laughs> <laughs> but you can imagine. <laughs> Sounds like a regular Tuesday to me. <laughs> Not to make light of it, but he's uh, everybody's watching this and they should. Okay. All right. All right, let's move on to the next one. Another huge issue in government. We're talking about Paul Manafort, Tr- President Trump's former campaign chair. You might remember that he was uh, found guilty of, I think, eight charges related to bank and tax fraud in a trial back in Virginia. And now he was supposed to face a new trial in September related to him not registering as a foreign agent and him engaged in money laundering. All with It's all related to his financial transactions and dealings with uh, Ukrainian, uh, Ukrainian individuals. I think he was trying to support a pro-Russia Ukrainian candidate at the time. Now, why does this matter? It matters because this was being prosecuted by Robert Mueller's team because they are seeing connections between Paul Manafort and potential collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia in the 2016 election. Before this new trial was about to hit, we got a bombshell that Paul Manafort signed a cooperation agreement with Robert Mueller. He pled guilty to one count of conspiracy against the U.S. and one count of conspiracy to obstruct justice due to attempts to tamper with witnesses. Not only that, but he admitted to the crimes that back in the Virginia trial, that Virginia jury couldn't decide on all of the counts. They were actually hung on some of them. Well, guess what? Paul Manafort just pled guilty to all of them. He just said, I I confess to all the crimes. He pled, he is now confessed to federal and state crimes. Why does that matter? Because so much what we're talking about with Paul Manafort, a key member of the Trump campaign, is they said, ah, you know what? Trump can pardon him, pardon him, and then he'll never cooperate with the government agencies. He'll never cooperate with Robert Mueller's team. By admitting to state crimes, pardons are only for federal crimes. Which means that even if Trump were to pardon him for every federal crime, these state charges would still exist and state 
uh, attorneys could prosecute him under that and Trump couldn't do anything. So he has now positioned himself in a way where he can't get out from Trump. The only out that he can get is by cooperating with Robert Mueller. And that is very, very interesting because Robert Mueller is an extremely, extremely strategic and smart and skillful prosecutor. The idea that he would enter into a plea deal with Manafort, he wouldn't do that unless Manafort had some really good stuff. He might. I mean, he must know something big. The thing that I think he knows about is the Trump Tower meeting, which is the biggest evidence of collusion, air quotes. The reason I said it's not a really legal term. Let's call it conspiracy mm. between people in the Trump campaign and Russia. Trump Tower meeting was between uh, Don Jr., Jared Kushner, Paul Manafort, members of the Trump campaign, and uh, Russian intelligence agents. What we learned, the purpose of that meeting ultimately was, was to get dirt on Hillary Clinton. That is as clear-cut a case as you can make for what we're looking at in this whole Robert Mueller investigation was, were they trying to do something with Russia to influence the outcome of the election? So if you are giving something of value to Russia in order to get dirt on Hillary Clinton before the election, that's a clear-cut case. That's why I think he knows something about that meeting. And the biggest thing that he could say is Trump authorized it. Trump knew about it, authorized it, wanted the dirt, and worked directly with Russia and wanted to give them something of value to make it happen. So what would happen if that if that turns out to be true? I would say anybody who was in that meeting could be possibly indicted. And he could they, he could bring it up to Congress for grounds to impeach the president. The question is, if they impeach him and remove him, what would happen then? Again, what's the goal? Is the goal ultimately to get Trump out of office? Is the goal to get him out of office and then see that he faces jail time? Is the goal to get someone so close to the president, like Don Jr., that maybe your only option is to pardon him or maybe try to get the president to resign? Here's what I think would ultimately happen, mm -hmm. okay? I think he would have enough evidence against the president to say, listen, here's your options. You can start impeachment process. Do you really want to put the country through that? Mm -hmm. You really Impeachment's ugly. It's nasty. Or why don't you not run in 2020 and say, you know what? This whole running for president business, I did what I wanted to do in my four years. This is not what I wanted. It's been very ugly. I'm going to resign. I'm not going to run in 2020. He would say, he would say, I'm doing this for the good of the country. I don't want this to cloud yeah. the election. It's, uh, yeah, I actually, I think that probably would. What, probably what would happen, yeah. Yeah, and he'll spin it. Trump would spin it and be like, it's been a nasty business. I, I don't get any respect for what I do. Yeah. I don't want to go. I want to go back to my life. I want to be with my wife. I want to be with Barron. I want to do this. Because he's never going to admit defeat. No, not at all. I mean, I wonder what kind of deal Manafort is getting off this. Like, they said, they said that it would be a max 20 years, but we don't know the sentencing guy. He wasn't sentenced yeah. for Virginia. He wasn't sentenced yet, Yeah. right? So the question is, he's... He has to cooperate with Robert Mueller's team in the hope of getting a lesser prison sentence. He's in his 70s, I think, 70s, 69, 70. If he can get five to 10 years in prison, he may still have a life outside of prison. But 20 years, that's different. I mean, he, he, must, have gotten, he, he must have gotten something out of the deal. It seems like we don't know for sure yet. But, of course he did. Yeah. Of course he's not going to do this for his health. He's trying to do something. Otherwise, look, he would have never done this if he didn't get convicted in Virginia. He rolled the dice there. If he would have gotten acquitted, he wouldn't have 
entered into a plea deal for September, the September trial would have kept rolled the dice again. But, I mean, he was really, they presented such a strong case. His team, Robert Mueller's team, you said in one of our podcasts, Robert Mueller's a scary guy. You don't mm. go against him. You lose. He's intimidating. He's very intimidating. So do you think Trump is worried? Yes. I mean, I, I, I think that you're right that Mueller wouldn't have made this plea deal if he wasn't getting something out of it for, for you know, any of his other investigations. And I, I do think that Mueller is not only going after people who are extraneously connected with Trump, like Kushner or whoever. He is going he, – he is bringing in enough evidence to go after Trump. That's what he – he's waiting to get the hard evidence in. That's what I think, at least. Think about this. It's how strategic is this? They would have uh, Manafort on – if you're Robert Mueller, you'd have Manafort on your side. Cohen, Flynn, and Gates. Now you've got a lot of people who would testify in an upcoming trial uh, related to conspiracy or collusion. Yeah, all, tr- all Trump confidence. This is big. This is really big. So I, the Trump Trump goes, listen, what did he say? He, they asked him if he was worried. And he said, I want to make sure I read this right. Uh, he said, look, uh, I'm not worried because if he's honest, and he is, I think he's going to tell. As long as he tells the truth, it's 100%. There's all such a Trump way of speaking. <laughs> but the end of the day, maybe everybody could be responsible for collusion except Trump. Maybe he was at such a high level and kind of aloof to what was going on that he really wasn't a part of it. Maybe they don't have anything on him to impeach him, but maybe they could get something on his son. What would happen then? I mean, I'm wondering, and, and, and excuse my uh, naiveness on this, if that's a word, is just talking to Russian officials about dirt on an, uh, a, 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 an opponent in an election considered collusion or conspiracy, or is working with them to rig in, that working with them to rig an election that I get is considered collusion or conspiracy? But them yeah. giving you dirt on someone else, I don't know if that I don't know the, the specific law on this, but is that considered collusion or conspiracy? I don't know any specific law about cooperating with a foreign entity to influence an election. There's not like. A specific statute. But here's the deal. You're allowed to have communications with Russia. You're allowed to have communications with Russian intelligence agents. What you're not allowed to do is give them something of value, pay them to get dirt on your opponent in order to literally uh, sabotage or affect an election. You have to have a free and fair election. But how many elections have we had where people get dirt on another candidate from shady sources? Yeah. How many people, if this was the case, would be brought up on some sort of conspiracy? If trial? they were paid off, that's a different story. I guess. Yeah. That there's also campaign finance violations that can possibly happen there. Or if it's too. a promise. Weapons, if there was like a promise, hey, listen, you get us stuff on Hillary, we win, we'll take care of you once we get into the office. Right. That right. doesn't sound good. I don't know what would happen. It, it's a hard thing, I feel like, to prove, too, because pro- pro- the only evidence is going to be a conversation there. So it's going to be somebody's word about the, that was in the room at right. the time. Can you imagine getting a jury to sit for this? Have you ever heard of President Trump? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's crazy trying to get an unbiased jury for this. I, I, it's, uh, it's a really, really strange situation. Alan Dershowitz, who speaks so much about this, he said this is what I was I interpreted as this is bad ego on the part of uh, both Trump and Manafort. They should have made a deal before this happened. Yeah, because he, then he got he got convicted, and yeah. now he's in a worse position. He would have gotten a much it's, better deal if he did this before he was convicted. Yeah, he said if he was going to make a deal, he should have made it before he was convicted. He would have gotten a better deal. And President Trump, if he was going to pardon, he should have pardoned before Manafort agreed to cooperate. There were no charges left. I don't think there's going to be any sort of pardons. No, probably not. But how many, on a side note, 
Manafort, guilty of a lot of crimes. He had a lot of money. How many rich people out there are thinking, you know what, I've done something very similar to what he's doing? Maybe. I you mean, know? that I, I wouldn't be that, that wouldn't be hard for me to believe. Like, uh, most of his crimes, a lot of his crimes were financial, the first ones that he was convicted yeah, of, right? Yeah, like bank fraud, yeah. tax evasion, money laundering. You yeah. know, the trifecta. Yeah. What you like to do. It's just, just, it's just a Saturday night for some people. But can you just see, like, Robert Mueller in his like dark room. We've talked about his petting his cat. He even has like five white whiteboards and like yeah. this is one of the steps. Like can the, the the string is connecting each other in the pictures. Like this is one of those the yeah. next step. No, I just see like Manafort walking into a room. Like you ever see the Dark Knight? Yes. Yeah, you know Manafort like walks into the room. The lights turn on. Bob Mueller's <laughs> right behind him. Smashes Bob, Bob uh, Manafort's head into the, the desk. <laughs> good cop, bad cop. Yeah, good cop, bad cop. I don't know. I, I really think that if this is going to head anywhere, it could end It could end with nothing. It could end with the indictments of some other Trump officials, maybe no one in the Trump family, and that's the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Or I think it would end with Trump resigning and saying, you know what, that's it. When, when is that going to come out, you think, that, that, that they, we, investi- the completion of the investigation by Mueller? We've got, what, another year and a half before the 2020 election? Right. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. But Robert, Robert, Mueller, Robert Mueller works very fast. He's been working very fast in the year and a half since he's been a, a part of this. I bet it's a couple months maybe before the ele- the the twenty twenty election. I don't know. Trump's I just been. I think it puts Giuliani and Trump in a weak position. They just keep like saying, "Eh, it's nothing. This is biased. It's no collusion." When like you see them like sweating. And until Mueller comes out with something, yeah. I think it's going to be more of the same. Do you think, like, a part of me feels like even the people that support Trump are like, what What do you do that was wrong? Like, I don't get it. What was so wrong about it? I don't get it. All they hear is colluding with Russia. No, and it's not even a legal term. Collusion's not a legal term. Right. So, I don't know. I, I, we'll have to see what happens. Um, all right. You wanna, should we rate this? I will say I just don't want to see the president impeached. I don't care which president it is. That's such a nasty process. I'd rather them resign or not run. Or not be, or not win re-election. Yeah. I, I, impeachment is not something I want to see. I agree on that one. Okay. So... Let's uh, rate this one. I give this eight. We're not at the level yet of being how it affects everybody, but we're almost. If the president, we're all cared about the president, right? We just want to know what happens to him. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. Oh, this is a tough one. I'm gonna go with maybe six point seven. That's low. I know because we don't know enough yet. It's like annoying at this point that we're hearing, you know. We've been hearing it for so long. I just want to get get to some sort of decision or the investigation to come out or to know what he knows. Bob Mueller's right behind you and he's whispering <laughs> into your ear, don't rush me. It's all part of the fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell me number two. <laughs> yeah, Maybe that's just because I'm impatient, but, yeah. you know. As are a lot of people. Right. But clearly, every few months, he comes up with something. I, uh, I don't know. He's um, one scary guy. I do not want to be in a dark room. <laughs> no. Is yeah. he going to do the actual questioning? Oh, can you imagine? He might help be in the room for that. I bet he just stares without blinking for seven minutes. I would fold in one second. <laughs> I'll tell you anything. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you anything you want. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's move on to our, probably my favorite story. W- the Willy Wonka story. Please tell us, Andrew. So, in Massachusetts, there, uh, the police have shut down an ATM and car theft ring led by a criminal who is known as Willy Wonka, or a.k.a. The Chocolate Man. <laughs> the, the investigation was named Operation Golden Ticket. Get it? Golden Ticket. Yep. And went on for six months and involved 50 law enforcement agencies. 
William Rodriguez, which is his real name, also he's known as Willy Wonka, is being held on $500,000 bail after pleading not guilty to over 60 charges that racked up over $300,000 of property and currency. I love this story. I love this. Do you think if you nickname yourself Willy Wonka, I would do the full thing. I would wear a purple jacket. I'd wear, I have a cane. People would come to me. <laughs> go all out. I'd go all out. I'd be the most, I, I would go all out as Willy Wonka. I'd live the full thing. Like you imagine your associates, your criminals coming to see, hey, Willie, what do you have for me? You know what he's probably inspired by? What? Heisenberg. You know that? Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Yeah. Do you think that's threatening to be called Willy Wonka, like in prison? Like that, oh, you know. You don't want to mess with Willy Wonka. It's kind of like a giant man who calls himself tiny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's that you, you, Yeah, you pick the softest name for uh, like the, the toughest person. Um, I'm serious. If I worked for a criminal kingpin who was called Willy Wonka and wore purple and a cane, I would be loyal to him for life. I would never go against him. Yeah, I mean, it can go both ways. Like you, you, you might get a lot of shit for it. Like, you might get made fun of. Like, people might be talking behind your back. You got to be tough if you're naming yourself Willy Wonka. I mean, this guy, well, he pleaded not guilty, so he's saying he didn't do any of these things. Except uh, be super creative and awesome. <laughs> I wonder who Willy Wonka's attorney is. I don't know. But, like, what would his goal, like, he needs a finishing move, like the golden ticket. <laughs> like, that, like that's that's his move. He that's needs how that, he kills like, people. the escape elevator, that glass elevator and, and Willy Wonka at the end. I, I got it. That's actually, now that's good. Yeah. That would be very good. I thought about this, and I said to myself, what a great name for uh, William Rodriguez to call himself Willy Wonka. So what would my name be? And I've come up with it. What would be your you would, you would assume I'd say Jesse James, right? Everybody says no, the outlaw no. Jesse James. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Jesse, and my, me, it would be me and my gang. You ready? Yeah. Jesse and the Rippers. <laughs> Full house reference. Oh, wow. Isn't that good? That's intimidating. That's good. I, I hope you, there's a lot of people in the area that you're living that, that watch Full House. It's fantastic. I'm an uncle now. I'm an, ac- I'm an uncle in real life, oh, so wow. I'm Uncle Jesse. All I have to do is start committing some crimes, bring people on board. I'm Jesse and the Rippers. Oh, I was more of a Family Matters guy. That was a great show. Urkel and his gang. Oh, that was a great show. <laughs> yeah. I was a big fan of Stefan. So. <laughs> uh, but, Andrew, I don't want you to think that I left you out because I gave some thought to your Oh, name. thank you. Well, it's thoughtful of you. It's not great. I tried to look up Andrews in fiction. That might be good. Well, let me. What what I thought you might have gone with is like typical movie names, like Iceman and Top Gun, Icebox. Oh, I, you know what? I didn't even think of your last name. Yeah, those are good. I mean, those. I would think you'd go oh, for that. Oh, Iceman, that was good. Well, I, now I want to see what you got. These aren't as good now. now I'm <laughs> self conscious. I thought if you became an art thief, you might be known as Andy Warhol. <laughs> You know, or yeah. or if you were to break out of prison, Andy Dufresne. Oh, that could be. Oh, I like I like that one. That, the Andy the Sha- Dufresne. Shawshank. Yeah, there. I, I like that one. I wow. thought that would have been good. Um, do you think that those names would do well for you in prison? <laughs> <laughs> or you? I just don't think you would do well. I don't think either of us would do well in prison. What we? I don't know. I feel like lawyers can sometimes do well in prison because they can provide some free legal services. I don't know, but I'd be backed up by the Rippers. <laughs> I don't have no problem. Yeah, William Rodriguez just isn't as intimidating a name as Willy Wonka. W, is it maybe instead of A Rod, W Rod. I don't know. No, I don't think so. No, okay. All right. Should we move on? That's why we're both not criminals. Yeah, <laughs> for for a multitude of reasons, we can't go up with good names. Yeah. All right, so that wraps it up for today's episode. We are the guys who law millennial lawyers giving their opinion on the top legal issues of the week. 
and we'll see you next week.